beyond the Biden-Putin summit media hype. With a historic meeting between the two presidents now over, what might we expect for the future of U.S.-Russia relations? More hostility, sanctions, or warming ties? Well, here to provide some insights is Brad Bowman. Mr. Bowman is senior director of the Center on Military and Political Power at the Foundation for the Defense of Democracies. Brad, it's nice to talk with you again. So the much-hyped Biden-Putin summit is now over. It ended a bit earlier than expected. What do you think was accomplished? You know, it's a, it's a great question. There certainly was a lot of hype, as is often the case with the presidential-level summit, particularly with Russia. Um, you know, it's, it, it's not uh, clear that a lot was uh, tangibly accomplished. Uh, we might have some ambassadors returning to their posts. We might have some the beginning of some technical consultations on cybersecurity issues. But, uh, you know, I think uh, Americans need to avoid this, uh, this default inclination to believe that we're just one summit or one deal or one handshake away from fundamentally different behavior from Moscow. Moscow and Putin are fundamentally opposed to U.S. interests, and it's about power. Uh, you know, P President George W. Bush thought he could, uh, you know, look uh, look in the man's eyes and deal with them. President Obama famously tried the reset. You know, uh, we got Georgia, we got the Russian occupation of Georgia, we got the Russian invasion, illegal annexation of Crimea. So I hope that Biden doesn't fall into that same trap. In the end, we have to make sure that we have the power to deter and dissuade Putin, and it all comes down to that after the diplomatic communiques have been sent. What issue was of primary importance to Putin? What was the top priority for Biden? I think Putin's uh, top priority was to be seen meeting with the president of the United States. I mean, you know, in most power metrics, uh, Russia is not the equal of the United States. They are a member of the U.N. Security Council. They do have uh, nuclear weapons. They do have a formidable military that is modernizing and expanding for sure, and that is, that is a concern. Uh, but, you know, they have a, uh, an economy roughly one-eighth the size of China. Uh, you know, th there's a lot of problems there in Russia. So for him to simply appear on the international stage with the president of the United States and appear to be uh, an equal, if you will, in great power terms is a, is a win for him, uh, you know, and, and to appear before reporters and engage in the classic uh, Soviet area, whataboutism, moral equivalence, you know, that, that, that's pretty much success for him. For Biden, I think he really wanted to go and say, uh, express concerns about some of the most troubling behavior of Moscow, including in the cyber domain, actions related to Ukraine, uh, you know, Arctic space issues, election interference, uh, many of these issues. And the two agreed to return ambassadors to their prospective posts, and I guess that's a positive. But I, I think it was Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov who warned ahead of the summit that uh, Russia really wants the United States to stay out of its domestic affairs. He was referring, I guess, to poisoned and jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny. Uh, how important is it for the United States to continue to speak out about him and the banning of his organization? I think it's fundamental to who we are as Americans. I, I think, uh, you know, there's often this, this uh, we, we put this divide forward between interests and idealism or interests in principle. I, I think, in, at least in the long term, those are the same thing for the United States. I think who we are demands that we speak out. You know, what you do abroad, uh, how you act, operationalize that is a different question, but we absolutely have to speak out for what's going on with Navalny and, and you know, the poisoning in, in the Britain of, 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 of folks. So these, it's as fundamental that we speak out. Putin clearly doesn't like that. If you listen to his answers carefully during the press conference, including some really uh, excellent questions from some Western journalists, you know, he does not want 
uh, fair and free elections in Russia. He does not want active political opposition, and he doesn't want protests. And he used classic Soviet area whataboutism to suggest that you know I'm just you know I'm trying to avoid some of the the problems that you've had in the United States. It's really it's really quite cynical on his part, and we should see it as such, in my view. Yeah, Biden didn't call him a killer this time. Uh, the U.S., of course, uh, would like to see the prevention of uh, Russian hacking. You mentioned that. We saw it most recently with the JBS meatpacking hack, also the ransomware attack on the colonial oil and gas pipeline. Russians were involved in those. Putin denies his involvement, but he could have prevented them. So what's the likelihood he'll crack down on hackers against the U.S. in the future? I think uh, the likelihood of that will depend on whether we start to hit back. You know, clearly, America, we're reliant on the cyber realm, and our 2018 national defense strategy said that cyber is a domain of warfare. I mean, uh, Americans need to wake up to that fact. It's, you know, we have air, land, sea, space, and cyberspace. And when I say domain of warfare, you say, okay, great, they're going to do cyber attacks in some future conflict. No, 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 no. We're under attack now. I mean, China's used cyber to engage in the largest theft of intellectual property from the United States in human history, getting our technology to build their weapons to kill our soldiers. Russia's engaged in similar activities, trying to sow division and steal technology and these sorts of things. And it's not some future war. It's happening now. We need to do better cyber defenses, which is easier said than done. And we need to start to hit back more effectively. And that's the only thing, in my view, that will ultimately change Putin's behavior on cyber. And this idea that these are just rogue actors in Russia, I mean, give me a break. I mean, can we just call that for what it is? That's ridiculous. They know the, where these people are, and they're either directing them or permitting them to do what they need to do. And as the Biden administration correctly says, that's unacceptable, and we have to raise the costs until he decides that it's not worth it for him to continue that. Brad Bowman, Senior Director of the Center on Military and Political Power at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Thanks for joining us today, Brad. Thank you.